Eu vou dar um exemplo, como na aldeia. A gente vai para a roça, coleta mandioca para fazer farinha. Enche o paneiro. Mas imagina se eu carregasse esse paneiro para fazer farinha para a aldeia inteira. Imagine a woman in the Amazon forest. A woman harvesting the cassava she planted and cared for, which is now ready to be turned into flour to feed all her village. Imagine that this woman has to carry all the cassava by herself. Teria que ser um paneiro gigante. Eu não conseguiria carregar ele sozinho. This is Juma Shipaya, an indigenous leader and the first female chief of the Shipaya people, one of the ancestral nations that live in Brazil. Juma says it would be impossible for her to carry that gigantic cassava pot alone, enough to feed an entire village. Mas é isso que os povos, nós povos estamos fazendo. Estamos carregando esse imenso paneiro da humanidade, cheio de mandioca, para alimentar o mundo, para sustentar o céu, sozinhos. This is how Juma Shipaya describes the role of indigenous peoples in protecting nature and life. They do it alone. They carry the pot that feeds humanity, that cares for it and sustains it. And Juma wonders, how long will they need to do it alone? The people of the other side of the river. This is what some indigenous peoples call those of us who live in cities, disconnected from nature, consuming, discarding, extracting. We have spent too many years with our backs to the river, and now is the time to change that. In their ancestral knowledge, indigenous peoples in different parts of the world know how to coexist with nature, protect planet Earth, and guarantee human and non-human life. In this podcast series, you will learn from multiple indigenous leaders who live on the front lines of the global climate crisis. Here, they share their life experiences, knowledge, and urgent advice. They are the ones who are leading the path to a possible future. It's time to listen to them. It's time to cross the river. Crossing the River is a podcast from More Than Human Life Project, MOTH, based at the Center for Human Rights and Global Justice at NYU School of Law and 070 Podcast. Juma Chipaya is a recognized Brazilian indigenous leader. She's a member of the Chipaya indigenous peoples, a community that lives in the ancestral territory of Carima, in the state of Pará, in the Brazilian Amazon. Estou atualmente como secretária de articulação e promoção dos direitos indígenas no Ministério dos Povos Indígenas. She's currently the Secretary of Articulation and Promotion of Indigenous Rights in the Ministry of Indigenous Peoples, a new ministry inaugurated at the beginning of 2023 
in the new government of Lula da Silva, and which marks a milestone for the country's indigenous peoples. The purpose of the ministry is to guarantee access to education and health, demarcate lands, and combat the genocide of the people. Juma understands her role in government as part of a bigger and collective mission. That, in fact, is how she defines her role. She says that being here, it's not part of an agenda or as a representative of the government. It's about something bigger. It's about fighting back collectively, often far from her territory. This time, she's doing it from New York's University School of Law in the heart of Manhattan. It is March 2023. Juma Shipaya enters a small conference room. She's wearing a crown of tall and thin red and blue feathers. Her long, dark hair covers her entire back. As a leader, part of her job is this. Giving interviews, public lectures and talks. The truth is that she doesn't want to be here, in the city, far from her village, her family and her forest. As she speaks, she holds her belly in her hands, a gesture of care for the baby she then carried in her womb. Her activism began in her teens, when she joined the movement of indigenous peoples protesting the construction of the Belomonte Dam in Altamira, the largest city in the state of Pará, in the heart of the Amazon rainforest. Eles questionam a construção da hidrelétrica e ameaçam retomar os protestos. Part of her strategy to resist the construction of the hydroelectric plant was to denounce corruption within the company that financed it. Doing so made her the target of threats, and she even suffered attempts on her life. She had to live in exile in Switzerland, where she appeared before the United Nations to denounce the Belomonte hydroelectric plant and its dangers, being the first Shipaya person to speak before this international organization. After a year in exile, she returned to her community to assume the role of cacique of the Shipaya people, at only 24 years of age. She was the first woman to ever hold that position. But assuming that role implied a difficult decision, to leave her three-year-old daughter behind, far away from the danger she would face. Six years ago, when I had to take one of the worst decisions of my life, which was to leave my daughter from three years old. That happened over six years ago, and Juma says that it was one of the worst decisions of her life. 
She went back to her territory to assume the role of cacique, yet she was afraid to take her own daughter because of the threats she received. Threats towards her life and family because of the strong opposition to the construction of the Belomonte Dam, which was already underway. O medo de levar ela para o território comigo, de voltar da minha terra para ser cacica pela primeira vez. Porque eu tinha medo dela sofrer pelas mesmas violações que eu sofri. Medo de ser assassinada. Medo de ser sequestrada. Porque era isso que eu recebia todos os dias, as ameaças não somente a mim, mas a minha filha de três anos. E eu voltei para o território, aonde estava no auge da construção de Belo Monte. The construction of the Belo Monte Dam continued, in fact, under the second Lula da Silva administration and was completed under the Dilma Rousseff administration, both of them part of the Workers' Party. Belo Monte is now the third largest hydroelectric dam in the world and a painful reminder of the unconsulted decisions taken by the Brazilian government against the will of indigenous peoples and other local communities and against the environment. Si definisce guerriera della foresta e il suo popolo le ha chiesto di rappresentare gli indigeni dell'Amazzonia alla COP26. Io iniziai con 13 anni. Juma is now 30 years old and continues to fight for the rights of indigenous peoples and their territories. Currently, from within the government, as part of the Ministry of Indigenous Peoples Affairs, a ministry where many of the key positions are occupied by indigenous women. The minister is Sonia Guajajara, a renowned indigenous activist and politician. Juma received the invitation to be part of the ministry directly from Sonia and had many conflicting feelings. Quando recebi o convite da Sonia, foi voltar todos esses sentimentos. Eu falei, eu acho que eu não vou conseguir. Eu não, acho que não estou preparada para isso. E não estava nos meus planejamentos. Então, eu levei um bom tempo, eu chorei muito. E senti raiva. Senti tristeza. Por outro lado, eu falei, eu vou consultar o meu povo, eu vou consultar a minha base, eu vou ouvir outras lideranças também que eu tinha, que tenho como refúgio, como meu ponto de segurança, de inspiração, de exemplo, e te, que, que me aconselhe. E todos falavam, é um grande desafio, um imenso desafio. Mas a gente precisa. É a primeira vez que tem um Ministério dos Povos Indígenas. E aí, quando a gente olha na linha do tempo, não somente do movimento indígena, da luta, não somente recente, não somente para os quatro anos do governo genocida, Bolsonaro, mas quando você olha na linha de tempo de Brasil, dessa guerra que até hoje nunca acabou, que é a invasão dos territórios, você vê que é um resultado de uma luta histórica. She felt anger, sadness. She cried. She consulted other leaders who inspired and counseled her. And they all told her, it's a great challenge, but we need it. Even more so after experiencing the oppressive Bolsonaro government 
and knowing that this ministry is the result of a historic struggle by the indigenous peoples. Juma accepted. A dignidade humana, o direito de ser mãe, o direito de ser livre, de poder viver. Por mais que eu não possa viver tudo o que eu gostaria hoje, mas espero que os meus filhos, que as próximas gerações possam viver. Leadership comes at a high cost, leaving those she loves, being far away in airplanes and hotels with the hope that the message will spur others into action. That's why leaders like her are at different times and places for a reason. Juma says that her reason is human dignity, the right to be a mother, to be free. And she hopes that everything she had to give up means that her children can live. Que hoje nós estamos dentro tentando construir, tentando aqui segurar no colo o bebê que é o Ministério dos Povos Indígenas que precisa de cuidado, que precisa ser amamentado. Juma believes in the ministry. She sees it as a baby, one that she must hold, that she must care for and nurture so that it can develop into a great leader. As she watches her children grow, she's also a mother in her leadership. It is an act of collective care. And it is no coincidence that she's part of the Ministry of Indigenous Peoples. Juma is also part of that collective of indigenous women defenders of life, the environment, and their territories. Women who call themselves Woman Earth, Woman Seed, who see themselves as activists of ancestry, and they are organized to claim their rights together. Being a woman, a leader, an indigenous person. Juma quotes Angela Cachuyana, saying that being a woman, a leader, and an indigenous person are three immense challenges. Nós mulheres carregamos filho no ventre, estamos nas BR, carregamos nossos filhos na tipoia, tem menstruação, tem dor. Às vezes a gente fica abdicando dos próprios, dos próprios não somente direitos, mas as necessidades. E que às vezes a gente não tem tempo para chorar. Que às vezes você cuida de tudo e de todos, mas você chora sozinha. E ficar longe dos filhos, eu acho que essa é a pior coisa. Because nothing compares to being far from your children, to abandoning your own needs to feeling alone, 
However, Shuma knows that this is temporary, that her purpose as a spokesperson for her people is greater. She is driven by injustice, the neglect, the need to act now. Acho que tudo que me moveu não foi por cargo, não foi por reconhecimento, não foi por salário, não foi por nada disso. Foi a injustiça, foi a ausência do direito, foi a negligência, foi o silenciamento forçado, não somente com as mulheres, com os jovens, principalmente a condenação do futuro das crianças. Não é material, não é dinheiro, não é Estado, não é governo. Eu estou falando de um futuro onde a gente possa dormir com tranquilidade, onde a gente possa beber uma água sem ter medo de morrer, onde você possa alimentar com segurança, onde a gente possa ver umas crianças correndo livremente e falar, essa é a infância que eu quero, não somente para os meus filhos, mas para a humanidade. Leadership is not about recognition. That's why, even though Juma doesn't want to be here, in New York City or in any other city in the world, speaking in front of so many people, she does it. And she does it with all her strength, despite the fatigue she carries. A tiredness that is not only her own, it is a collective exhaustion. The exhaustion of the indigenous peoples, of carrying alone the pot of cassava that feeds humanity. Então, por isso que eu falo, o cansaço não é tanto físico. É um cansaço milenar e histórico, sobretudo mental. Porque falar de tudo isso não são só meras palavras. Eu não estou aqui contando história. Eu estou passando energia, eu estou transmitindo, está fazendo, está saindo de dentro de mim. E causa dor. Lembranças, remorsos, mágoas. To speak about the struggle of indigenous peoples, to represent the collective, to carry the weight. Speaking is not just talking, it is transmitting energy. Knowledge, memories, remorse, sorrow, anger. Lideranças e guerreiros de outras aldeias estão descendo para tentar, de forma com o diálogo, pedir para que eles saiam do nosso território. Mas não sabe, nós não sabemos como que. Juma says, it is like giving birth. Então é como se fosse um parto. And it hurts. E dói. It hurts because nothing changes, because few listen, and because everything indigenous peoples have achieved is the result of a struggle. Mas eu sempre falo, nada foi dado, tudo foi conquistado. Então, que bom que a gente tem um governo atualmente parceiro, que tem esse comprometimento não somente com os povos indígenas, mas com a diversidade existente no Brasil. Mas que também é passageiro esse governo. 
Então, eu acredito que a gente tem pouco tempo e a gente precisa enxergar para além de governo, porque esse governo a gente tem duração de quatro anos, que já não tem mais quatro anos, são três anos. Então, eu procuro não olhar nos quatro anos, não somente pelo governo, mas que, de fato, a sociedade os povos necessita ao longo do tempo, pela ótica dos povos e não de governo. Nothing has been given. Everything has been conquered, Juma says. The fact that the ministry exists is a proof of that. She explains that currently, Brazil has a president who claims to support indigenous peoples. However, the struggle to protect their territories and their people doesn't last for years, and it is about working beyond an administration. It is about acting for the needs of the people. But people are slow and that makes you tired, says Juma. She asks herself, when are they going to understand, to do something real? Mas as pessoas são lentas. Isso também cansa. Porque a gente vive se perguntando, quando vão entender? Quando vão começar a fazer alguma coisa realmente, não somente pensar, nossa, coitado dos povos indígenas, meu Deus, o Brasil, nossa, Amazônia. Because Juma feels that on this side of the river, people think of the poor indigenous people of the poor Amazon, as if they were not connected to us. We all subsist on that same part of cassava. We are all the same village, but we forget it. We forget it and deny it. And that is why Juma believes that on this side of the river, people are waiting for a superhero to come and save them. O que eu vejo é como nos filmes americanos. Sempre tem um super-herói, uma super-mulher, um super-homem. Quem já parou para pensar como é a vida deles? Eles vivem para defender uma sociedade, um mundo, e o mundo está ali vivendo a sua vida. E no shopping, e no parque, compra, 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 come, 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 dorme, acontece o problema. Ai, a gente precisa ser salvo. E tá ali, esperando ser salvo. On the other side of the river, no one thinks about how heavy it is to carry that pot of cassava that feeds us all. No one thinks about how the superhero feels. Everyone goes on with their lives, waiting to be saved, buying and waiting, buying and waiting. And that's why Juma is here. Repeating ideas that people on this side of the river have ignored. The messages that indigenous peoples and their organizations have been repeating for centuries. Esperava que não fosse preciso estar aqui, falando o óbvio. We treat the territory as if we weren't a part of it. On the other side of the river, we forget that deforesting a forest is like deforesting our own body. And it is human minds, says Juma, that urgently need to be reforested, planted, and protected. Minds and hearts. Por isso que eu falo, a maior destruição, maior degradação, desmatamento, é na mente humana. Essa, sim, precisa e necessita urgentemente ser reflorestada, semeada. Protegida. Precisamos reflorestar, não somente as mentes, mas os corações. Porque são essas mentes, esses corações frios que estão comendo 
não somente a Amazônia, mas também o mundo. And because when it comes to our planet, to the rights of nature, to survival, it is not about hope. It is not about waiting for someone to come and save us. It is not even thinking about the future, because for Juma, the future is now. Então, o futuro, para nós, ele não é o algo distante. O que define o futuro é o presente, é o agora. There is no point in thinking about a future with trees, clean water, and food if you don't fight to achieve that future right now, says Juma. E é por isso que a gente se move. Porque não adianta pensar num futuro lindo, maravilhoso, cheio de árvores, cheio de água limpa, cheio de alimentação, se a gente não combate o garimpo agora, se a gente não demarca os territórios agora, a gente não cuida daqueles que estão sendo explorados, enganados, usurpados, violentados. Então, o futuro é agora. E se não for agora... It would weigh less to carry the pot of cassava. It would hurt much less if people worked together and listened. To achieve that unity, we need to refresh our hearts and minds. Imagine if instead of a woman carrying a pot of cassava in the jungle alone, there was a group of people carrying it all together. Imagine if the future were sown from a collective imagination. Então seria menos pesado carregar esse paneiro. Seria menos difícil. Não me doeria tanto. Não causaria tanto sofrimento. Obrigada. This episode is a part of Crossing the River, a podcast from More Than Human Life Project Moth, based at the Center for Human Rights and Global Justice at NYU School of Law and Cero Setenta Podcast. The production and script were made by me, Goldie Levy. It was edited by Carlos Andres Baquero Diaz, who is also the lead researcher of this project, and Natalia Arenas from Cero Setenta, and commented by Cesar Rodriguez Garavito, from NYU era. The music is by Cosmo Sheldrake. Thank you to Shuma Shibaya for accepting this interview and for sharing your time and your lessons with us. And thank you for listening.